Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. I'm looking forward to Atlanta. Um, obviously a very strong opponent. Um, you know, they've won the last three out of five. You know, they're in their division hunt uh, for that. Um, obviously got a very strong roster. And, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball, you know, on defense, you know, obviously they're in the top five, uh, top ten in a lot of categories on defense. And, uh, you know, Bates, their, their, their free safety has, what, six interceptions now. And obviously a very strong player there. They're strong at every level. Corner outside, number 24, does a really good job. Um, linebackers are very active. D-line's very active. Um, obviously you can see that in their, in their run-stopping numbers, how they, how they uh, approach the game uh, that way. I feel like I'm hanging out with my dad on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> my dad, you Gabe, always comment on this song. <laughs> Gabe Ramirez, Gabe Ramirez, and Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. So my dad is—he's my stepfather, but he's raised me since I was five. So I call him my dad. It's awesome. Um, he's Chinese, seventy-five percent Chinese, or excuse me, seventy-five percent Cuban, and twenty-five percent Chinese. His mom's half Chinese, okay. half Cuban, because you know communism, Cuba. Doctors went to Cuba, had babies with Chinese women. Oh, excuse me, with Cuban okay. women, and my, that's where my dad's family. You're from. learning me right now. So, so he does that. But my dad, being a Cuban Chinese kid that grew up, like literally off Waveland, like east of Wrigley Field, and those high rises over there. And so you got a Cuban Chinese kid growing up by like Lemoyne Elementary School. Going went to Lane Tech as well. My dad went to Lane Tech. Fancy, fancy. And so he wasn't like he's not like a Latino that was influenced by Latin culture. You know what I mean? He's not out there. Oh, yeah, Chico. Like, he's not doing that stuff, right? But he was very much influenced by, like, black and white culture here in Chicago because those were all of his friends. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, I know how to step because of my dad. All my, all my like, Motown knowledge is because of my dad. Okay. So when I hear a song like that, yeah. I think about, like, Rolls Royce. I think about, like, those kinds of old old bands that he would listen to. So shout out my dad. I uh, my, The best I could do, that's awesome. Um, I see that, and I raise you my dad, who is into the old school Willie Nelson. Okay. Yeah, that's that's Did where he goes. Your dad He uh no, no, my dad like clean Straight like, and narrow. Yeah, yeah, like drinks and all that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Pothead, that that does not surprise me. Shut uh, <laughs> yeah, the funny part is and this is ironic, but neither of my parents are big music people, but um I and my brothers huge into music. Yeah. And usually that starts my parents had like the, the requisite Beatles albums and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's why we get along so much, Gertie. Because of the music thing. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. you, you you genuinely you have a wealth of knowledge when it comes I to I really music. do. Like and I listen to every I'm still somebody who just goes through all the the pre programmed mm. but so I've got everything programmed 
like the st- yeah. uh, like the the pop stations yeah. and the, like my my bread and butter is rock like alternative rock sure. like that's but but I appreciate it all you know you saw me talking down the hallway that. with Doja Cat you know you got, you got yeah. with Doja Cat yeah. she's just here about about with <laughs> our guy with our guy Dash with yeah. a quick little no, Dash conversation Mark, you, you do have a diverse like you, you listen to a lot of different stuff I do you he know does. that from the overnights because yeah. I put in requests yeah. like I would drive this guy crazy I like okay come on back with a little Pearl Jam here okay come on back with a little Doja Cat here he's Katie, DJing I'm a Katie cat hey man i always use my nieces as cover to to go see the pop acts you know, you know so, you gotta do a couple b bashes in my life hey nothing wrong with the, uh, wrong with the young guy in the crowd checking out whatever's going on <laughs> out there uh speaking of young guy in the crowd the bears have a couple in their secondary and one has been playing particularly well uh, and it is kyler gordon and outside of his celebration which is you can be envious of uh or his athleticism i think you know floos doesn't get enough credit for for how would you say it Saying for putting him at, at, at the slot position, but doing it with confidence, right? No, no wishy washy. Like, he's our slot guy. Tyreek Stevenson, rookie. Yeah, whatever. Terrell Scott, we got him too. Those guys are going to play cornerback for us because Kyler Gordon's going to play the slot. And Flus uh, talked about uh, the jump that Kyler Gordon has been taking. Well, just taking the next step. You know, we always see the biggest jump, you know, from rookies. You know, when we play him a lot in that first year, you can see a huge jump because of the experience the first year into the second year. And it happens sometimes right right away in the second year. And sometimes it just takes a little bit. You know, obviously he dealt with the injury uh, early on. He came back from that. And he was pretty strong since that point. And uh, we've seen him jump just like we have a lot of other second-year players. And jump he has, even after uh, an interception. <laughs> it's a good tackle. Yeah, no, it was great. He had a sack. I think it was his first, yeah, first, was it his sack. first career sack. I yeah. think it was, yeah. So he had the sack last week when I knew, like, look, he had, he had a great camp, and I think there was one point in time where I did I said he's the MVP of the camp, even though the MVP of the camp was actually DJ Moore, but I was just, just trying to do something a little bit different. So Kyler Moore or Kyler Gordon was my guy. But when I really knew that it was going to be different, there was a preseason game this year at home at Soldier Field where he laid the wood a couple of times. Kyler Gordon? Yeah, Kyler Gordon. Just like laying some big-time shots in a home preseason game on one drive. And I remember going into the locker room, and somebody asked, and I probably would have asked the same question. I was like, oh, where did that come from? And Kyler Gordon's looking at us like, what do you mean where does that come from? He's like, I'm, you know, don't underestimate me. Like, I'm out, I'm out here hitting two. Right. Don't get it twisted with the ballet thing. Because I think sometimes, like, with, oh, this guy's like a dancing guy. He's into ballet. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a tough football player. So I think I knew then, all right, this guy, he's showing us different yeah. stuff this year. Kyler Gordon, my one, running with him, uh, you know, because I do the in-game stuff for the Chicago Fire. He caught a couple games. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. Hey, Kyler Gordon was there. Is with, he a legit fan or is he boys? just that? Um, yeah, I would say a legit fan. Sitting I on think the, he's a big soccer fan. I did not know that. Lines, yeah. Washington, and it's big. soccer's big out there. In the yeah, and he was, was he was deep with his boys. Like, they were chilling. He loved the whole thing. And you would never have guessed in a million years that that was a star, you know, cornerback or, you know, slot cornerback for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Ever. Humility. You Spider-Man, dude. Literally looking at him, and I'm thinking, like, I cannot believe that that's Kyler. You Brown. mean just because of the size or the humility I mean, or I what? I mean, you know, he's six foot. I'm six foot. I'm two. Two twenty five, yeah. thirty, but, yeah, but he's, and he's two hundred, but but like you just see him, and you're just like, oh damn, like you're that guy. Well, there, so. there's a, it, it's pretty amazing. Like I mean, DBs are not that big. I mean, they yeah. just like they're, they they do look like normal human beings. They're just super athletic, it's super ridiculously awesome. athletic. You know who else is super athletic and super awesome? Yeah. My next guest, Chris Emma. Oh, yeah, man. He's going to be hanging out. God, the guy's place. a golf. He's a golfer, man. He's I believe a it. Big time golfer. I I, I would I would never want to get into it with Chris Emma. 
No. He's a solid dude. Oh, he's like a block. That's man. what I'm saying. Yeah, I he played football look. in high school. Did he too? really? Yeah. Where do you go to high school? Uh, I think, I'll ask him. Yeah, ask him. Right. I always forget. Uh, we talked to Geneva. Chris. Okay, we'll talk to Chris Emma next. Uh, get his updates on the happenings at Hallis Hall, and uh, he'll be taking over for Mark Grody in the, at 440. Why you guys say it like that? Because taking over for me. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. No, he is. He is. Thank um, you. That's really real. He is. I, I, I left the silence there to allow you to just be like, <laughs> but he is, though. Okay, good. Chris Emma joins the show next. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on The Score. The Parkinson. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. I mean, it certainly helps when you add a dynamic rusher like that. And then, you know, they've also gotten in the season. They got a little bit healthier and they found a rhythm on offense as well. So it's a couple things and he certainly impacts the game you know, we've seen him talk about a player we've seen a lot recently uh, from Washington we've had those matchups and here we go again and uh, he's a dynamic pass rusher and he's got a unique way to do it he's got rare length does a good job getting off blocks and setting things up uh, there's a reason he's got you know double digit sacks this Atlanta's head coach Arthur Smith talking about Montez Sweat the latest addition to this Bears defense Kind of the glue. Odd to think that you're a glue guy and you just got there in the middle of the season. No doubt, man. He is revered in that locker room. They love him and joke around with him a lot. Jalen Johnson was running around love, the locker room. Well, with even yesterday little, with us talking to, talking to, talking about Montez Sweat yesterday, Jalen was just praising him, and it's high praise. Oh, yeah. You know, it's high praise because you know what it is? A lot of times, girls, you, you think you're in a good position. You think you're good enough. And then you get a talent like mine. Like, I'm sure the Bears defense thought, Hey, man, we, we're good enough. I know people think we're bad, but we're, we're all right. Mm-hmm. And then you get Montez Sweat, and you're like, oh. That's what it looks like. Upgrades. Yeah. There can be, we are good, but there can be upgrades. And to talk about the upgrades, talk about the game on Sunday, uh, we get to talk to our next guest joining us right now on the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. He covers the Bears for us here on 670 The Score and the Marquee Network. Good friend of the show. Uh, it is Chris Emma hanging out with us right now. Chris, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? How we doing? You know, hanging in there, ready for this game on Sunday. And, I mean, obviously what everybody's going to be watching for, Chris, is, is, is Justin Fields and his performance and whether or not it'll be a telling one, a positive one or a negative one. What, what can you say about Justin Fields and, and what you're looking forward to on Sunday? Yeah, just continued opportunities to make that last impression. Like, I feel if we're doing the full evaluation of 11 starts now for Justin Fields this season – I think we've learned a lot about him in, in, in a good way. I, I've seen the kind of growth that I wanted to see if I'm in charge and getting ready to make this decision. And uh, he's he's taken the kind of strides that you want, and he's made this a difficult decision. There's a route in which you go into this offseason and you have that number one pick in hand. You know we got to get a quarterback. We don't have it. If you're Ryan Pulse in there, and that's not the case. Justin Fields has made this a tougher decision on the Bears. And in turn, given them – Two good avenues. In a way, if you are getting rid of Justin Fields and making that move, it's a trade. It's not a release. And it's a trade that's going to get a pretty good haul back in return. So 
uh, look, two games are left. It's two final impressions for Justin Fields to get out there and, and showcase what he can do as a starter. And look, this might be his last home game as the Bears starting quarterback, but uh, he was asked today once again, kind of about his future. And I, I love the way that he's been candid and really speaking with clarity. So uh, you're going to hear Justin Fields right now. Here he is talking about the uncertainty looming ahead for his future. I mean, uh, we have, I got too much to focus on today to worry about tomorrow. I got to worry about this new game plan I got, um, the play calls. And, uh, you know, like I always say, we don't know if we're going to get it tomorrow. So there's there's no point in stressing about tomorrow if we if we don't know it's going to be here yet. So, yeah. Is it, is it difficult just to be disciplined like that mentally and not think about the uncertainty in the future and the fact that it, it could be a future you don't really have control over? Yeah, I mean, shoot, none of us really have control over our future. Um, you know, the only person that has control over it is God. And shoot, if he has control over it, then I'm good. So whatever he does with my life, um, I'm good with that. But um, I mean, yeah, I've been in this position before, so um, you know, there's there's no, no there's no point um, because you know he's he's going to take care of everything for me, so I'll be good. Does it make you think? I mean, in a more philosophical sense, because I mean, we've heard you talk about you know the life part of mm-hmm. this game and also what it gives you. Like, it just seems like there's less X's and O's stuff. Obviously, we have to ask you about stuff in the offense, but more like big picture. What's next? What's your future? All that. Like, how do you process that? Um, I don't. I just worry about what's going on today. Shoot, I don't process what's going what's going to go on in the future. Um, you know, I don't think anybody does, to be honest. Shoot, I don't know. Y'all don't know. Nobody knows, so. You know, whatever happens, happens, and um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But as of now, focus on um, these meetings we got in the afternoon, and then you know, like I said, this this Sunday coming up. So excited for that! It's good stuff from uh, Justin Fields, guys. And you know, one thing that at least I have never really explored this possibility, and it is a possibility that I did explore with Mitch Trubisky, and that is the one where maybe Justin Fields is ready to move on. As well, from isn't it the case though with the majority of the players that are good and get told that they suck while they're here in Chicago? Right, like maybe like he's ready. For, right, and he and he said the the right things, Gabe. Like he loves Chicago, yeah. loves the fan base. He's been great for the most part with the media in terms of respecting us and understanding what what we do. You know, he's gone on. He he, he said he loves us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all all the right stuff, and we know that he's a good guy. But I don't know, Chris. I mean. It, could there be and, and some people thought that the the interview that he did with uh, Caitlin the Shark Sharky on WGN was a might have been might have been uh, Dan and Lawrence who were talking about this that it so- sounded to them like uh, almost like a goodbye and and I don't know if I saw it that way but I do wonder if there's a part of him that would be looking forward to a fresh start himself. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't blame him at all for thinking like that. And the more that I hear him speak with such clarity and, and confidence of what's to come, I, I'm sure he's at peace with that. I do believe him when he says this, I think he's, he's ready for whatever comes next, whether that is a long-term investment from the bears and that commitment that you are QB one moving forward, or maybe it's a trade and it's a trade to a team that really believes in you and wants you and is ready to, to commit like that. He's at peace with that. Like I said earlier, he's gone out there and proven himself as a starter in in this league. And I think he was always confident in that. I don't think he ever doubted that in himself. But to to feel that and to experience that has to be reassuring to some degree. So, look, he's going into this offseason knowing that something significant is coming. And he's been asked a lot of these same questions. But 
this is the way it goes at this point. Uh, we're going to hear from Ryan Poles in a couple weeks at the end of the season, when we'll see what decisions are ready in terms of the coaching staff and the direction of this team. But he's going to go out there and say, look, we need to be blown away to move on from Justin Fields and to make that move at quarterback. Like he said last year, he might be blown away this time. There's some pretty good guys at the top of the draft. He's not going to tip his hand yet. I don't think we'll know what the future holds for Justin Fields and the Bears at quarterback until late February at the combine, early March, when you do start getting in line for whether that's the contract extension or whether that's the trade of Justin Fields. But Bears have been preparing for this decision for a while now. They've been scouting these quarterbacks. They've been ready for what's to come. And in Justin Fields' mind, he, he understands that too. He knows that well. We're talking to Chris Emma here on 670 The Score, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. Uh, another person that's been dealing with a lot of questions about uh, the future of the Chicago Bears and his future as well is Jalen Johnson, right, Chris? Yeah, two games left for Jalen Johnson at the end of this rookie contract, set to become an unrestricted free agent in March. I don't believe he's going to hit the open market. I think Jalen Johnson himself has said it. If you listen to this very show and here Mondays at 5 o'clock, he's made it clear, like, he knows he's going to be back with the Bears in some form, whether that's the franchise tag, whether that is a long-term deal. They haven't gotten close to that long-term deal yet, but he knows he's going to be a part of this team's future in some form. And he also has pointed to the fact that he knows there's some uncertainty looming for this team. He's been asked about Justin Fields. He's been asked a lot about the coaching staff as well. So here's Jalen Johnson asked about the final two games of this season and then kind of the offseason to come. Make the plays all you can. I mean, just take advantage of the opportunity that we have. I mean, we know we guarantee two more. So, I mean, honestly, just going out there, having fun with each other, making the most of it, um, making plays. I mean, I think we all have some plays that we still want to go out there and make individually and as a team. So, I mean, just honestly go out there and your tape is, is your resume at this point. So, no matter what's going on around you, you got to continue to put your best foot forward, continue to put the best tape out there. Is it difficult to tune out the questions, the unknown, the conversations? I mean, we ask about it all the time. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I, honestly, if you've been in the organization long enough, you've, you're used to it by now. So, I mean, just honestly, just keeping your head down, continue to work, and continue to just try to get better week by week. Hey, Chris, you know, at, at Jalen Johnson always on top of it, and I, I, I agree with you. In one form or another, Jalen Johnson is going to be back. We, we kind of ran through some of those questions yesterday, sort of answered them similarly um, as he has with Parkins and Spiegel when they've had him on. I do want to like go a little bit farther back too in that secondary because we were talking about Eddie Jackson earlier. He's got one year left on his contract. What do you think? Do you think that they will bring Eddie Jackson back, or you think they're going to want to save that cap space that they would indeed save if they were to cut uh, Eddie Jackson by June? That's a good question, Mark. To, to answer that, I, I think it comes down to we know the Bears are big in the sports science side, right? They they use all kinds of different uh, data, and they've been very analytically inclined since bringing in Ryan Poles, and that goes to practice. We've heard about speed, right? With speed um, speed numbers and what you get back from players each day. They're monitoring these guys every step when they're on the practice field. They want to know, can Eddie Jackson still play at that high level? Does he still have it, so to speak, that, that step that it takes to, to be that safety, especially in this kind of defensive scheme? They know, like they see these numbers every day and they have a true sense of whether he does still have that step after the injuries and after, uh, you know, naturally aging throughout this league. I think it's going to come down to that. Their belief is, is he going to be a key part of this defense long-term? I don't know if I have that answer exactly right now. You probably, I think I'd lean to the idea that he's going to be moving on, but he's still playing at a quality level. We've seen him make plays for this defense and, 
he's a beloved part of that locker room. So that matters to Ryan Poles and that matters to this group. We'll see. It's going to be really interesting, but I think they're forming that opinion really kind of on the sports science side and leaning on that as they look to whether Eddie Jackson can still be that guy in the secondary. Jair Alexander um, <laughs> imposed his will during the the coin toss, the, the Green Bay Packers' excellent cornerback. And for that, uh, Brian Gudenkins, the the general manager of the Packers, said, "Sorry, pal, we we we're gonna we're gonna have to go ahead and suspend you for a game." Did Jalen Johnson have anything to say about that? Because we know that he's got a lot of respect for Jair Alexander. Jalen Johnson did. In fact, he was asked about it, and you're gonna hear him. He did not know about this situation in Green Bay, and you're gonna hear him right now learning about this live at the moment when he was informed of this a couple hours ago inside the locker room by reporters. You're going to give me more detail. I don't know if y'all believe me or not, but I'm not on social media. I don't see, I don't see any of that. Jair so Alexander, what happened? Jair Alexander suspended the game because he crashed. Suspended? Yeah, yeah he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't a captain or anything. He crashed the coin So who suspended him? The team. For contract, team? For contract detrimental. I mean, dang, I ain't know nothing about that, but I mean, I wonder what made him just go and do it. He said he was from Charlotte. And so he just took it on initiative? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a. Did you ever crash the coin cones? Nah, nah, not nah, me. Not if we go get some money. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I don't expect to do that. A lot of ways to represent your city. Uh, I don't know if that was necessarily the best one. Chris, uh, you got some nuggets and tidbits for us? Yeah, uh, injury report was busy today. Darnell Mooney self-reported a concussion after the game on Sundays. He reported back to the team. He's in the protocol. His status will be one to monitor. Cole Komet is managing a knee injury, which he left the game with on Sunday at halftime. Bears kind of want to get a sense of how he gets through the week before determining his status. Komet's never missed a game throughout the course of his career. So wow. follow his status going into Sunday. Tevin Jenkins remains in the protocol, according to Matt Eberfuss, but he practiced in full today. So he took a step back. Ideally, clearing the protocol this week and getting back out there to start. Lucas Patrick dealing with a knee injury. Nuggets and tidbits here. A lot of Bears connections with the Falcons. Uh, go through the roster. You got Cordero Patterson. You got Michael Pruitt, the mm. tight end. Lakel London, who was with the Bears for a few years. Yeah, Bears. Then you get to the coaching staff. Dave Ragone, the offensive coordinator. Bears. Michael Petrie, who was a former Bears, Bears running backs coach. Mike Snyder was part of the Matt Nagy coaching Bears. staff Bears. on offense. And their director of player personnel now in his second year, there's Ryan, Ryan Pace. Pace. No Bears fan. No longer employed <laughs> by the Falcons after retiring is Phil Emery, the former Bears general manager. Oh, man. Retired from the business in May, stepped away. And one last one here. The Bears can mark their first winning season at Soldier Field since 2018. They can make it 5-3. and three. Uh, and they've won four straight games. Keep in mind, they started 0-3 this year at Soldier Field. They've accomplished that just once in the last decade, so a chance to make it a winning home state. I love that. I love that, Chris. That's a great little nugget right yeah. there, and I, I'll be hoping for that as well. Chris, Bears. appreciate you hanging out with us today. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care. Chris Emma Bears. giving us the Bears report from Hallis Hall. It's a great nuggets and tidbits. Oh, yeah, way better than what I One winning, bring. stop it. One winning season at home since 2013. No, that's pretty amazing. No, yeah. let's live there for a second. Okay. One winning season at Soldier Field since 2013. I, s- I see that. I'm going to raise what you just said right now. Do you know the, the devastating number that I like to use? And that is, that is awful. The Chicago Bears have had six playoff wins since 1985. Starter franchise, bro. It's more than a handful. Yeah. <laughs> Feel is, positivity. Is that the way you look at it? No, no, I'm trying, bro. Come on, man. I'm really, really trying right yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will continue our Bears conversation on the other side. Olin Krutz 
talked to Mullion Haw earlier this morning. This hall. And he thinks the Bears are in a particular space right now. Bears. What check, is that space? What does Olin Gross have to say about that? Uh, we will get more Gr- Mark Grody's Bears, Bears and more thoughts from Olin Cruz on the other side. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. Oh, check me out, man. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score. I'm looking forward to Atlanta. Um, obviously, a very strong opponent. Um, you know, they've won the last three out of five. You know, they're in their division hunt uh, for that. Um, obviously, got a very strong roster. And, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball, you know, on defense, you know, obviously they're in the top five, uh, top ten in a lot of categories on defense. And, uh, you know, Bates, their, their, their free safety has, what, six interceptions now. And obviously a very strong player there. They're strong at every level. Corner outside, number 24, does a really good job. Um, linebackers are very active. D-line's very active. Um, obviously, you can see that in their, in their run-stopping numbers, how they how they uh, approach the game uh, that way. I feel like I'm hanging out with my dad on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> my dad, you Gabe, always comment on this song. <laughs> Gabe Ramirez, Gabe Ramirez, and Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. So my dad is—he's my stepfather, but he's raised me since I was five. So I call him my dad. It's awesome. Um, he's Chinese, seventy-five percent Chinese, or excuse me, seventy-five percent Cuban. And 25% Chinese. His mom's half Chinese, okay. half Cuban, because, you know, communism, Cuba, doctors went to Cuba, had babies with Chinese women. Oh, excuse me, with Cuban okay. women. And my, that's where my dad's family is. You're from. learning me right now. So so he does that. But my dad, being a Cuban Chinese kid that grew up, like, literally off Waveland, like, east of Wrigley Field and those high rises over there. And so you got a Cuban Chinese kid growing up by, like, Lemoyne Elementary School, going, went to Lane Tech as well. My dad went to Lane Tech. Fancy, fancy. And so he wasn't like, he's not like a Latino that was influenced by Latin culture. You know what I mean? He's not out there, oh yeah, Chico. Like he's not doing that stuff, right? But he was very much influenced by like black and white culture here in Chicago because those were all of his friends. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I know how to step because of my dad. All my, all my like Motown knowledge is because of my dad. So okay. when I hear a song like that, yeah. I think about like Rolls Royce. I think about like those kinds of old old bands that... He would listen to so shout out my dad i uh my the best i could do that's awesome um i see that and i raise you my dad who is into the old school willie nelson okay yeah that's that's is where he goes. he uh no no my dad like clean straight like, and narrow yeah, yeah. like drinks and all was. that stuff yeah oh yeah <laughs> pothead that, that does not surprise me uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funny part, is, and this is ironic, but neither of my parents are big music people, but um, I and my brothers, huge into music. Yeah. And usually that starts, my parents had like the, the requisite Beatles albums and all that kind of stuff. Maybe but, that's why we get along so much, Gertie. Because of the music thing. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. you, you, you genuinely you have a wealth of knowledge when it comes I, to I music. I really do. Like, And I listen to every. I'm still somebody who just goes through all the, the pre-programmed. Mm. But, so I've got everything programmed. Like the st- yeah. uh, like the the pop stations yeah. and the, like my my bread and butter is rock like alternative rock sure. like that's but but I appreciate it all you know you saw me talking down the hallway that. with Doja Cat you know you got, you got yeah. with Doja Cat yeah. she's just here about about with <laughs> our guy with our guy Dash we have yeah. a quick little no, Dash conversation Mark, you, you do have a diverse like you, you listen to a lot of different stuff I do you he know does. that from the overnights because yeah. I've put in requests yeah. like I would drive this guy crazy I like okay come on back with a little Pearl Jam here okay come on back with a little Doja Cat here he's Katie, DJing I'm a Katie. 
Kitty Cat. <laughs> hey, man, I always use my nieces as cover to to go see the pop acts, hey, you know? You know, so, you gotta do A couple B bashes in my life. Hey, nothing wrong with the, nothing uh, wrong with the young guy in the crowd checking out whatever's going on <laughs> out there. Uh, speaking of young guy in the crowd, the Bears have a couple in their secondary, and one has been playing particularly well, uh, and it's Kyler Gordon. And outside of his celebration, which is you can be envious of, uh, or his athleticism, I think, you know, Flus doesn't get enough credit for for how would you say it saying for putting him at, at, at the slot position, but doing it with confidence, right? No, no wishy wash. Like he's our slot guy. Tyreek Stevenson, rookie. Yeah, whatever. Terrell Scott, we got him too. Those guys are going to play cornerback for us because Kyler Gordon's going to play the slot. And Flus uh, talked about uh, the jump that Kyler Gordon has been taking. Well, just taking the next step. You know, we always see the biggest jump. You know, from rookies, you know, when we play them a lot that first year, you can see a huge jump because of the experience the first year into the second year. And it happens sometimes right right away in the second year. And sometimes it just takes a little bit. You know, obviously he dealt with the injury uh, early on. He came back from that. and He was pretty strong since that point. And uh, we've seen him jump just like we have a lot of other second-year players. And jump he has, even after uh, an interception. It's <laughs> a good tackle. Yeah, no, it was great. He had a sack. I think it was his first, yeah, first, was it his first career sack. I yeah. think it was. Yeah. So he had the sack last week. When I knew, like, look, he had he had a great camp, and I think there was one point in time where I did I said he's the MVP of the camp, even though the MVP of the camp was actually DJ Moore. But I was just just trying to do something a little bit different. So Kyler Moore or Kyler Gordon was my guy. But when I really knew that it was going to be different, there was a preseason game this year at home at Soldier Field where he laid the wood a couple of times. Kyler Gordon? Yeah, Kyler Gordon, just like laying some big-time shots in a home preseason game on one drive. And I remember going into the locker room, and somebody asked, and I probably would have asked the same question. I was like, oh, where did that come from? And Kyler Gordon's looking at us like, what do you mean where does that come from? He's like, I'm, you know, don't underestimate me. Like, I'm out, I'm out here hitting two. Right. Don't get it twisted with the ballet thing. Because I think sometimes, like, with, oh, this guy's like a dancing guy. He's into ballet. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a tough football player. So I think I knew then, all right, this guy, he's showing us different yeah. stuff this year. Kyler Gordon, my one, running with him, uh, you know, because I do the in-game stuff for the Chicago Fire. He caught a couple games. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, Kyler Gordon was there. Is with, he a legit fan or is he boys? just that? Um, yeah, I would say a legit fan. Sitting I on think the, he's a big soccer fan. I did not on know the that. Sidelines, yeah. Washington and it's big soccer's big out there in the Pacific Yeah, and he was he was deep with his boys. Like they were chilling. He loved the whole thing. And you would never have guessed in a million years that that was a star, you know, cornerback or you know, slot cornerback for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Ever. Spider Man did. Literally looking at him and I'm thinking like, I cannot believe that that's Kyler. You mean just because of the size or the humility I mean, or I what? I mean, you know, he's six foot, I'm six foot, I'm two thirty. 225, yeah. 30, but, yeah, but he's doctor. and he's 200. But, but like you just see him, and you're just like, oh, damn, like you're that guy. Well, there, so. there's a it, it's pretty amazing. Like, I mean, DBs are not that big. I mean, they yeah. just like they're they, they do look like normal human beings, they're just super athletic, it's super ridiculously awesome. athletic. You know, who else is super athletic and super awesome, yeah. My next guest, Chris Emma. Oh yeah, man. He's gonna be hanging out. Guy, with the guy's guys. a golf. He's a golfer, man. He's I believe a it. Big time golfer. I, I I would I would never want to get into it with Chris Emma. No, he's a solid dude. Oh, he's like a block. That's man. what I'm saying. Yeah, he played football in high school. Did he too? really? Yeah. Where do you go to high school? Uh, I think, I'll ask him. Yeah, ask him. Right. I always forget. Uh, we talked to Geneva. Chris. Okay, we'll talk to Chris Emma next. Uh, get his updates on the happenings at Hallis Hall, and uh, he'll be taking over for Mark Grody in the, at 4:40. Why you guys say it like that? Because taking over for me. <clears throat> All right. Yeah.
No, he is. He is. Thank um, you. That's really real. He is. I, I, I left the silence there to allow you to just be like, <laughs> but he is, though. Okay, good. Chris Emma joins the show next. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on The Score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score. I mean, it certainly helps when you add a dynamic rusher like that. And then, you know, they've also gotten in the season, they got a little bit healthier, and they found a rhythm on offense as well. So it's a couple things, and he certainly impacts the game. You know, we've seen him. Talk about a player we've seen a lot recently uh, from Washington. We've had those matchups, and here we go again. And uh, he's a dynamic pass rusher, and he's got a unique way to do it. He's got a rare length. does a good job getting off blocks and setting things up. Uh, there's a reason he's got you know, double-digit sacks. This Atlanta's head coach, Arthur Smith, talking about Montez Sweat, the latest addition to this Bears defense. It's kind of the glue. Odd to think that you're a glue guy and you just got there in the middle of the season. No doubt, man. He is revered in that locker room. They love him and joke around with him a lot. Jalen Johnson was running around love, the locker room. Well, with even his, yesterday with us talking to, talking to, talking about Montez Sweat yesterday, Jalen was just praising him, and it's high praise. Oh, yeah. You know, it's high praise because you know what it is? A lot of times, Groats, you, you think you're in a good position. You think you're good enough. And then you get a talent like mine. Like, I'm sure the Bears defense thought, hey, man, we, we're good enough. I know people think we're bad, but we're, we're all right. Mm-hmm. And then you get Montez Sweat, and you're like, oh. That's what it looks like. Upgrades. Yeah. There can be, we are good, but there can be upgrades. And to talk about the upgrades, talk about the game on Sunday, uh, we get to talk to our next guest joining us right now on the guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. He covers the Bears for us here on 670 The Score and the Marquee Network. Good friend of the show. Uh, it is Chris Emma hanging out with us right now. Chris, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? How we doing? You know, hanging in there, ready for this game on Sunday. And, I mean, obviously what everybody's going to be watching for, Chris, is, is, is Justin Fields and his performance and whether or not it'll be a telling one, a positive one or a negative one. What, what can you say about Justin Fields and, and what you're looking forward to on Sunday? Yeah, just continued opportunities to make that last impression. Like, I feel if we're doing the full evaluation of 11 starts now for Justin Fields this season – I think we've learned a lot about him in, in, in a good way. I, I've seen the kind of growth that I wanted to see if I'm in charge and getting ready to make this decision. And uh, he's he's taken the kind of strides that you want, and he's made this a difficult decision. There's a route in which you go into this offseason and, and you have that number one pick in hand. You know we got to get a quarterback. We don't have it. If you're Ryan Pulse in there, and that's not the case. Justin Fields has made this a tougher decision on the Bears. And in turn, given them – Two good avenues in a way, if you are getting rid of Justin Fields and making that move, it's a trade. It's not a release, and it's a trade that's going to get a pretty good haul back in return. So, uh, look, two games are left. It's two final impressions for Justin Fields to get out there and, and showcase what he can do as a starter. And, look, this might be his last home game as the Bears' starting quarterback, but uh, he was asked today once again kind of about his future and, I, I love the way that he's been candid and really speaking with clarity. So uh, you're going to hear Justin Fields right now. Here he is talking about the uncertainty looming ahead for his future. I mean, uh, we have – I got too much to focus on today to worry about tomorrow. I got to worry about this new game plan I got, um, the play calls. And, uh, you know, like I always say, we don't know if we're going to get it tomorrow. So there's there's no point in stressing about tomorrow if we, if we don't know it's going to be here yet. So, yeah. Is that, is that difficult, Justin, to be disciplined like that mentally and not – think about the uncertainty in the future and the fact that it, it could be a future you don't really have control over. 
Yeah, I mean, shoot, none of us really have control over our future. Um, you know, the only person that has control over it is God. And shoot, if he has control over it, then I'm good. So whatever he does with my life, um, I'm good with that. But um, I mean, yeah, I've been in this position before, so um, you know, there's there's no, no there's no point um, because you know he's he's going to take care of everything for me, so I'll be good. Does it make you think? I mean, in a more philosophical sense, because I mean, we've heard you talk about you know the life part of mm -hmm. this game and also what it gives you. Like it just seems like there's less X's and O's stuff. Obviously we have to ask you about stuff in the offense, but more like big picture, what's next, what's your future, all that. Like how do you process that? Um I don't. I just worry about what's going on today. Shoot, I don't process what's going what's gonna go on in the future. Um you know. I don't think anybody does to be honest, shoot. I don't know. Y'all don't know. Nobody knows, so you know, whatever happens, happens, and um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But as of now, focus on um, these meetings we got in the afternoon, and then you know, like I said, this this Sunday coming up. So excited for that! It's good stuff from uh, Justin Fields, guys. And you know, one thing that at least I have never really explored this possibility, and it is a possibility that I did explore with Mitch Trubisky, and that is the one where maybe Justin Fields is ready to move on. As well, from isn't that this the case though with, every, with majority of the players that are good and get told that they suck while they're here in Chicago? Right, like maybe like he's ready. For, right, and he and he said the the right things, Gabe. Like he loves Chicago, yeah. loves the fan base. He's been great for the most part with the media in terms of respecting us and understanding what what we do. You know, he's gone on. He he, he said he loves us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all all the right stuff, and we know that he's a good guy. But I don't know, Chris. I mean. It, could there be and, and some people thought that the the interview that he did with uh, Caitlin the Shark Sharky on WGN was a might have been might have been uh, Dan and Lawrence who were talking about this that it so sounded to them like uh, almost like a goodbye and and I don't know if I saw it that way but I do wonder if there's a part of him that would be looking forward to a fresh start himself. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't blame him at all for thinking like that. And the more that I hear him speak with such clarity and, and confidence of what's to come, I, I'm sure he's at peace with that. I do believe him when he says this, I think he's, he's ready for whatever comes next, whether that is a long-term investment from the bears and that commitment that you are QB one moving forward, or maybe it's a trade and it's a trade to a team that really believes in you and wants you and is ready to, to commit like that. He's at peace with that. It, like I said earlier, he, he's gone out there and proven himself as a starter in, the, in this league. And I think he was always confident in that. I don't think he ever doubted that in himself. But to, to feel that and to experience that has to be reassuring to some degree. So, look, he's going into this offseason knowing that something significant is coming. And he's been asked a lot of these same questions. But this is the way it goes at this point. Uh, we're going to hear from Ryan Poles in a couple weeks at the end of the season when – We'll see what decisions are ready in terms of the coaching staff and the direction of this team. But he's going to go out there and say, look, we need to be blown away to move on from Justin Fields and to make that move at quarterback. Like he said last year, he might be blown away this time. There's some pretty good guys at the top of the draft. He's not going to tip his hand yet. I don't think we'll know what the future holds for Justin Fields and the Bears at quarterback until late February at the Combine, early March, when you do start getting in line for whether that's the contract extension or whether that's the trade of Justin Fields. But Bears have been preparing for this decision for a while now. They've been scouting these quarterbacks. They've been ready for what's to come. And in Justin Fields' mind, he, he understands that too. He knows that well. We're talking to Chris Emma here on 670 The Score, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. 
Uh, another person that's been dealing with a lot of questions about uh, the future of the Chicago Bears and his future as well is Jalen Johnson, right, Chris? Yeah, two games left for Jalen Johnson at the end of this rookie contract. Set to become an unrestricted free agent in March. I don't believe he's going to hit the open market. I think Jalen Johnson himself has said it. If you listen to this very show and here Mondays at 5 o'clock, he's made it clear, like, he knows he's going to be back with the Bears in some form, whether that's the franchise tag, whether that is a long-term deal. They haven't gotten close to that long-term deal yet, but he knows he's going to be a part of this team's future in some form. And he also has pointed to the fact that he knows there's some uncertainty looming for this team. He's been asked about Justin Fields. He's been asked a lot about the coaching staff as well. So here's Jalen Johnson asked about the final two games of this season and then kind of the offseason to come. Make the plays all you can. I mean, just take advantage of the opportunity that we have. I mean, we know we guarantee two more. So, I mean, honestly, just going out there, having fun with each other, making the most of it, um, making plays. I mean, I think we all have some plays that we still want to go out there and make individually and as a team. So, I mean, just honestly go out there and your tape is, is your resume at this point. So, no matter what's going on around you, you got to continue to put your best foot forward, continue to put the best tape out there. Is it difficult to tune out the questions, the unknown, the conversations? I mean, we ask about it all the time. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I, honestly, if you've been in the organization long enough, you've, you're used to it by now. So, I mean, just honestly, just keep your head down, continue to work, and continue to just try to get better week by week. Hey, Chris, you know, at, at Jalen Johnson always on top of it, and I, I, I agree with you. In one form or another, Jalen Johnson is going to be back. We, we kind of ran through some of those questions yesterday, sort of answered them similarly um, as he has with Parkins and Spiegel when they've had him on. I do want to like go a little bit farther back too in that secondary because we we're talking about Eddie Jackson earlier. He's got one year left on his contract. What do you think? Do you think that they will bring Eddie Jackson back, or do you think they're going to want to save that cap space that they would indeed save if they were to cut uh, Eddie Jackson by June? That's a good question, Mark. To, to answer that, I, I think it comes down to we know the Bears are big in the sports science side, right? They, they use all kinds of different uh, data, and they've been very analytically inclined since bringing in Ryan Poles, and that goes to practice. We've heard about speed, right? With speed um, speed numbers and what you get back from players each day. They're monitoring these guys every step when they're on the practice field. They want to know, can Eddie Jackson still play at that high level? Does he still have it, so to speak, that, that step that it takes to, to be that safety, especially in this kind of defensive scheme? They know, like, they see these numbers every day, and they have a true sense of whether he does still have that step after the injuries and after, uh, you know, naturally aging throughout this league. I think it's going to come down to that. Their belief is, is he going to be a key part of this defense long term? I don't know if I have that answer exactly right now. You probably, I think I'd lean to the idea that he's going to be moving on, but he's still playing at a quality level. We've seen him make plays for this defense, and He's a beloved part of that locker room. So that matters to Ryan Poles and that matters to this group. We'll see. It's going to be really interesting, but I think they're forming that opinion really kind of on the sports science side and leaning on that as they look to whether Eddie Jackson can still be that guy in the secondary. Jair Alexander um, <laughs> imposed his will during the, the coin toss, the, the Green Bay Packers excellent cornerback. And for that, uh, Brian Gudenkins, the the general manager of the Packers, said, "Sorry, pal, we we we're gonna we're gonna have to go ahead and suspend you for a game." Did Jalen Johnson have anything to say about that? Because we know that he's got a lot of respect for Jair Alexander. Jalen Johnson did. In fact, he was asked about it, and you're gonna hear him. He did not know about this situation in Green Bay, and you're gonna hear him right now 
learning about this live at the moment when he was informed of this a couple hours ago inside the locker room by reporters. You're going to give me more detail. I don't know if y'all believe me or not, but I'm not on social media. I don't see, I don't see any of that. Jair so what happened? Jair Alexander suspended the game because he crashed. Suspended? Yeah. yeah he wasn't because he wasn't a captain or anything. He crashed the coin So who suspended him? The team. The team? For contract, team? For contract detriment. I mean, man, I ain't know nothing about that, but I mean, I wonder what made him just go and do it. He said he was from Charlotte. And they were so he just took it on initiative? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a... Did you ever crash the coin cards? Nah. Nah, not nah, me. <laughs> nah, that was going to get some money. Too, you know? <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. I don't expect to do that. A lot of ways to represent your city. Uh, I don't know if that was necessarily <laughs> the best one. Chris, uh, you got some nuggets and tidbits for us? Yeah, uh, injury report was busy today. Darnell Mooney self-reported a concussion after the game on Sundays. He reported back to the team. He's in the protocol. His status will be one to monitor. Cole Komet is managing a knee injury, which he left the game with on Sunday at halftime. Bears kind of want to get a sense of how he gets through the week before determining his status. Komet's never missed a game throughout the course of his career. So follow his status going into Sunday. Tevin Jenkins remains in the protocol, according to Matt Eberfuss, but he practiced in full today. So he took a step back. Ideally, clearing the protocol this week and getting back out there to start. Lucas Patrick dealing with a knee injury. Nuggets and tidbits here. A lot of Bears connections with the Falcons. Uh, go through the roster. You got Cordero Patterson. You got Michael Pruitt, the mm. tight end. Lakel London, who was with the Bears for a few years. Yeah, Bears. Then you get to the coaching staff. Dave Ragone, the offensive coordinator. Bears. Michael Petrie, who was a former Bears, Bears running backs coach. Mike Snyder was part of the Matt Nagy coaching Bears. staff Bears. on offense. And their director of player personnel now in his second year, there's Ryan, Ryan Pace. Pace. No Bears fan. No longer employed <laughs> by the Falcons after retiring is Phil Emery, the former Bears general manager. Oh, man. Retired from the business in May, stepped away. And one last one here. The Bears can mark their first winning season at Soldier Field since 2018. They can make it 5-3. and three. Uh, and they've won four straight games. Keep in mind, they started 0-3 this year at Soldier Field. They've accomplished that just once in the last decade, so a chance to make it a winning home slate. I love that. I love that, Chris. That's a great little nugget right yeah. there, and I, I'll be hoping for that as well. Chris, Bears. appreciate you hanging out with us today. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care. Chris Emma Bears. giving us the Bears report from Hallis Hall. It's a great nuggets and tidbits. Oh, yeah, way better than what I One winning, drink. stop it. One winning season at home since 2013. No, that's pretty amazing. No, yeah. let's live there for a second. Okay. One winning season at Soldier Field since 2013. I, s- I see that. I'm going to raise what you just said right now. You know the, the devastating number that I like to use? And that is, that is awful. The Chicago Bears have had six playoff wins since 1985. Starter franchise, bro. It's more than a handful. Yeah. <laughs> Feel the positivity. Is that the way you look at it? No, no, I'm trying, bro. Come on, man. I'm really, really trying right yeah. now. All right. Uh, we will continue our Bears conversation on the other side. Olin Krutz talked to Mully and Haw earlier this morning. This and he thinks the Bears are in a particular space right now. Bears. What Check. is that space? Check what does Olin Krutz have to say about that? Uh, we will get more Mark Grody's Bears, Bears and more thoughts from Olin Krutz on the other side. It's Gabe and Grody. Filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. Oh, check me out, man. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.